Back again once more to rock your week. It's Jason and Jolene with the Integrateness Podcast. I can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> if we were on YouTube, we would just get demonetized for singing that one line of the song. Thank God we're not. <laughs> That's Jolene, by the way. I'm Jason. <laughs> I had it. I should have had it queued up, guys. I really should have rocked into that one. But yeah, we're talking satisfaction this week. We we're talking connection last week, and now we're talking satisfaction. What? Why would we a mental health show touch on satisfaction? Because, because it's important, dumbasses. Uh, it's it's half it's no it is one of the biggest motivators i think in anything we do if we are not satisfied with something we want to move on we want to look for something else we quite often give ourselves the wrong impression of what we're looking for to be satisfied with so this is a biggie yeah totally and this really piles on to connection jason before when you asked me why did i want connection why was that my choice because i wanted more right i was desiring more right so yeah satisfaction is a huge determinant of why we do what we do why we pursue more why we're satiated and i say that not just from like a, a, a like a food kind of nutrient place but just satiated with life and what we're receiving and gratitude plays in greatly there because we are not grateful for many of the things we should be grateful for. But if we started paying more attention to the little things, we would be more satisfied. So we're just going to kind of foreshadow with some of those thoughts, but let's start with the basic of what is satisfaction, fulfillment of one's wishes, expectations, or needs, or the pleasure derived from this. So the fulfillment of one's wishes. Yeah, that feels good. Needs. That feels good too. The pleasure derived from this, amazing. So it doesn't even matter what the outcome necessarily is, but the pleasure derived from the pursuit of it as well. Where we really get into trouble, what stands out for me there, you guys, is the expectations. Whenever we have attachments or expectations with things, we are almost guaranteed to have disappointments. I agree. And I think too, I'd like to add that also the pleasure derived from it can be a problem too. Oh, buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes everything could be just fine, but you keep wanting to chase that pleasure part of it. Right? So that probably comes with expectation as well. Because if your expectations and your pleasures aren't aligning, it can be a problem. I know people who will constantly chase the pleasure, even though they've got a perfectly good situation going for them. Yes. And again, pleasure is expanded into so many different things. Are you chasing pleasure? Are you nourishing pleasure? Do you prioritize pleasure? What does pleasure actually mean? So there's so many pieces to what satisfies us. Oh yeah, this is going to be a loaded episode. It is already a loaded episode. When we look at like areas of life satisfaction, I ask people this when we're in a really good stage of our counseling sessions where crises are kind of, you know, mostly put out, the fires are put out and people are like, I don't really know why I needed to meet with you today. I just didn't think I should cancel. And I was like, perfect. This is our opportunity to look at your life satisfaction in all areas of your life. So I'll typically do like this little grid, almost like a star, and I'll plot out on all the lines. What is your satisfaction with your health, with your social life, with your finances, with your extracurriculars, with your family, with your career, with your sexual life, you know, um, with your 
educational pursuits, whatever is like the top kind of 10 things in somebody's life. And I say on a scale of zero to 10, let's rate it. And then if they're like an eight out of 10, I said, what would make it a 10? And I'll jot down the things that they perceive that aren't quite there for them to be satisfied at a level of 10. And then I connect all the dots and I see how balanced this little wheel is or like how much of a blob it is. And then that becomes kind of a reference point for us every like six months. Often I will re um, evaluate with that with somebody, but like we can be satisfied in many areas of our life. And I think I've talked about that here is like, you know, there was a point where I uh, switched from government into private practice and I was really satisfied with these areas of my life, being a mom, um, everything I'd kind of achieved in life. I was really satisfied with my work and everything was really imbalanced except for this one leg, which was a huge piece of the puzzle. And that was my romantic relationship, my marriage. I was not satisfied there. So sometimes the more satisfied we are in some areas, we're able to see how unsatisfied we might be in one. And all you have to do is start shifting one area and it'll start expanding on the others. Um, but many times people will come and they're unsatisfied in all these areas, all of the areas right? Because they're not even able to like anchor in on what, like what even does satisfy me? Where am I deriving pleasure in my life? Where am I okay and happy with where I'm at? And where do I just keep chasing more and more? I'll be happy when things will be okay. When, when are we ever going to be happy with what we have now? Yeah. And I think it's important to, I like how you pointed out how, um, you're kind of satisfied in so many aspects of your life. You're going to see where you're not dissatisfied. Um, I, I think that's a good way to kind of people should do this every once in a while. Stop, pause and look mm -hmm. at what they're doing. I remember uh, watching a YouTube video on this guy in Sweden and he had quit his job and him and his girlfriend had moved out to a cabin in the middle of the woods and they were living there and he was getting by by making videos. He was someone who's an aspiring filmmaker and that was support. They were supporting themselves on on that salary and they had the per the life, everything he wanted. And he did a whole video about, I got all this. I still wasn't happy. <sighs> you know, he got everything he'd looked for right yeah. in, in that life. And I think that's a fascinating thing for someone to admit. That is actually the basis of why I run my workshop. My workshop is called I am the one, and it is a guide to, um, intrinsically fulfill your life. So fulfilling it from the inside out. And we very much through the early stages of our lives are building the outside world to achieve what we need to achieve. We get the education, the family, the job, the, all these things, and we get to the next goalpost. And then we realize like that hasn't changed how I feel about anything. That's one of the reasons that I don't always set goals. I set intentions of how I want to feel when I get there, because it doesn't really matter what's there when I get there. It's about how I feel. And I want to feel a certain way. Right. Um, so being able to look at all these things, we really do, for the most part, humankind is building all of those things. They're chasing those goalposts, right? But there's so many people who will admit, and most of the people who come to my workshop are in exactly those places. They're like, I have all of this stuff, but I am still like dissatisfied to the core, which then is like, I'm irritable. I'm grouchy. I'm short tempered. I feel like I'm rushing around all the time. Um, I'm unhappy, right? The resentments that fill because of all of that. So it's really interesting. It's this delicate balance of like how much you settle for what you have and be grateful for what you have, right? Because we don't want to settle in places we shouldn't be settling, right? Because very clearly there was an area of my life that was not aligned, like I said, and I had settled for a long time there. And it wasn't about me not being grateful for what I had. There was legitimate things that were not helpful 
healthy, not working well, right? In many cases, it is us not being grateful. There was a lot of things I wasn't grateful for that I probably should have been that like just damaged things got in the way of me being grateful for, for them, right? So I definitely acknowledge that. Um, but with that, being able to say like, at what point do we desire more, right? Because we should be desiring more to gain more satisfaction. And at what point do we stop chasing more and being satisfied with what we have? Does that make sense? No, it totally does. And and it's, it's that catch 22 almost puzzle box that each of us alignment. has to figure out for ourselves. It's the alignment of everything. I do think it's the, the key de defining piece in both of those is which one feels aligned. That is the one that we should, if it feels aligned, then let's spend more time in gratitude to get satisfied with it and really appreciate it to what it is. If it doesn't feel aligned, then that's maybe one we push outside of to ask for more, to seek more, you know? Yes. Yeah. So how do so, you get satisfaction? It's totally kind of a messed up thing. So, you know, when I go back and it's like <clears throat> on like the body image journey, right? Like, especially for women, that's just such a huge one, especially for me, like post three kids, I'm 40 now, you know, I'm like back on the market. <laughs> Those are all things you're like, yeah, I wish I had my 23 year old body, but my 40 year old wisdom, right? Um, and I do think I'm working on a good merge of that. But for the most part, you know, I go back, I was a dancer growing up. I had a deadly body that I was never happy with. What the fuck is that? I would kill to have that 17 year old body that I scrutinized every single day. Like what part of me was not happy with what I had back then, right? Well, I think a lot of that then comes from what your, it's external shit. That's yes. being thrown at you. And I think that's where we, so many of us get caught up in that. Um, so even in, at our age now as adults, right? There's so much on social media and in the media in general telling you, you should look like this, dress like this, have this car, have this wife, this house, and then you're going to be satisfied, but it's all bullshit. Do you, do you know how many body, and again, I can't speak for men. Um, I can only speak for women here, but I have supported and like done EMDR reprocessing work on so many women, A, through fertility issues, because again, your body needs to grow to grow a baby. And we've spent years telling it to stay skinny and not grow, not get fat. The biggest part of our body, we're self-conscious about our stomach. We're trying to tell it not to get fat for so many years, huge problems in your body responding fertility wise, right? So I look back and I'm like, okay, so I, I was an 82 baby. Um, I grew up in the Kate Moss era, okay. the fucking Kate Moss era. Okay. So my core programming around what a woman's body should look like is Kate Moss. But right now as a 40 year old woman, I'm living in a Kim Kardashian world. What the fuck is that? You know how confusing that is to the cells in my body? <laughs> Well, and you know what? That's interesting because it's because guys have those body issues too, right? Yeah. So the era that I grew up in, because I was a 72 baby, when yeah. we were, all became aware, it would be action heroes, because that's what we watched, were more actually commonly like a Harrison Ford or a mm -hmm. Clint Eastwood. So tall, tall, slim. Yeah. But then that yeah. changed when the Schwarzeneggers and Stallone showed up. And now you look at like The Rock. No, oh there's no fucking way. At 50, no matter how hard I train and what I eat, I'm ever going to look like Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. And there's no way you can eat like 40 pound French toast on Sunday at midnight with a Terramana shot no. <laughs> and look like 
I'm going to look like Brendan Fraser in the whale. Like there's just no way around it, but it's funny. That still plays on it. Whereas I, I I'm in pretty good shape, especially when I like three years ago before the pandemic hit and I was like kickboxing and running and all that. I would look more like Harrison Ford would have looked in the Indiana Jones movies, which is achievable. Which is why you want to date within your generation because guaranteed your generation thought that was hot, right? The last right. thing I want to do is date a guy who grew up in the Kim Kardashian world and want that, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's an um, interesting side note there. <laughs> totally. So again, but th- but that's like huge in terms of like satisfaction. When we go back and look at what we had and was like, oh, fuck, I really should have appreciated that while I had it, right? Sometimes, you know, like job satisfaction, you know, like- Oh, you know, I know people who hop from job to job to job and they're just like not satisfied. And some of that is the job, but some of it is like, how much are you choosing to invest and make the best of something? Or how much of this is just straight out of alignment for you? Like maybe you need to be chasing more of your purpose instead of chasing the dollar bills, you know, like, oh, the rig workers, I just see them as being slaves to the dollar there and so miserable because they are not aligned with what they actually want to be doing. So many of them have these like, these like pipe dream kind of things that are just not getting lived out because they are like slaves to that paycheck. Right. And that lifestyle. You um, know what though, too, in that, I think if I may interject that, cause I know I, that was me. And I think we yeah. touched on this. You're told from a very young age, what again, that success yeah. is and no, what you're interested in is a pipe dream and you can't make it work. And I think we talked about our less, less Facebook, more FaceTime episode. We're in a world now where you can take your pipe dream and make it work. Yeah. Reevaluate yes, yes. that. Yeah. So again, it's all about social programming, social conditioning, right? Like when you look at like the sociological impact of why we believe what we believe, why we're not satisfied with what we're what we have, it is that, right? And then even there's people, you know, like whether they are longing for partnership and they are getting older and they don't have the friend, the family and the kids, and that's still their mindset of what they truly desire and want and stuff, and feel like there's something wrong with them because they don't have that. You know, things, things like that absolutely play into that satisfaction, right? Like how how truly satisfied am I with my life? Um, And then, you know, when we talked about just kind of like our world shrinking and stuff, and that is a lot of what my I am the one group is, is about stop sourcing all of that outwardly and source it inwardly, right? Where you truly just become so self-assured in providing yourself with everything that you need, essentially, and not everything, let's be real, but a huge component of happiness and satisfaction derived by yourself. Because if you are, if if we're all coming to the table together, and everybody shows up with a little bit of something, and I show up empty handed, and I'm like, I'm hoping you guys are going to feed me, and you guys are going to take care of me, and you're going to make me laugh tonight. And it's like, there's nothing in my bag. What am I bringing? <laughs> right? Right. Like so many of us are doing that in this very codependent, externally sourced um, uh, world that we live in, right? So the more we can internally source all that stuff, we come already fed to the party so that if there is no food from others, we're okay. We're not stealing from others' plates. We're not starving. But anything that is provided is a bonus. It's a benefit. It's a bonus, right? Um, that kind of piece, because really, you know, even the phenomena of like, don't go grocery shopping if you're hungry, that's what we do socially and through our lives so much. We just walk around so hungry for everything. And I think there's a good, good place for hunger and desire and, you know, drive and motivation those ways, but not when we're fucking starving all the time. Right. And I do think that we have a society that starves us because it tricks us into thinking we don't have the things that we 
really need to be satisfied. You know, well, we you, get you to can blame mainstream media for that advertisers, you know, influencers, all that stuff, right? Yeah. People are making you know. rich, making us not feel good about ourselves and our place in the world. Oh my God, the shit, you know, like there's so much like mom shaming stuff out there right now. And I think back, like the only person my mom had to compare herself to was the other moms on the block or like maybe at school if they saw each other. But for the most part, you were like, oh, Sally up the street made strawberry cupcakes. Like, you know, that was what you had to compare yourself to and whether you felt like crap for what you made at the bake sale. But now it is like, here are 20 million different things you're not doing with your kids or you're not doing for yourself or you're not achieving because of this, you know? Um, and yeah, again, that big divide between even the way lifestyle is lived now. And there's like less focus on creating security of, of career and home and things like that. And just more focus on experience and, uh, getting out there and living literally in the moment with what you have with very minimal future security plan, you know? I think, um, the problem is, is that everyone, not everyone, I'm generalizing a lot of people will try to pick they want to do that but they don't really need to and it comes down to your individual sense and knowing yourself enough to know yeah i don't want to live moment to moment i like the stability and security of this and but if you're someone in that stable and secure world and you're like i don't like this well then maybe try that other thing but don't buy into whatever the trend is if you try to live according to a trend you're never going to be happy like you don't have just because everyone else is doing doesn't mean you have to yeah, you know what trend I am not hopping on the bandwagon for? Right. Those disgusting mom jeans that are in right now. There's mom like, jeans now? Oh my God, like these high-waisted jeans. And then like now they got like the wide leg. I was like, I have been in that era. And like, there are some trends that are coming back that you will not, guys, I am still going to wear my skinny jeans, okay? I'm still going to wear them because I feel fucking hot in those things. And I do not feel hot in some of those crazy ass mom bum pants, okay? That are super cool on 15 year old girls, not wearing them. Not me. You won't see me doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and don't you dare do that, Jolene. <laughs> you will not be satisfied wearing those jeans. <laughs> uh, nobody else, nobody else would be satisfied if I wear those jeans. <laughs> things but you know what I'm so self-assured that like I really don't care what's popular and what's not I'm gonna wear the pants I feel best in okay <laughs> well and, and that and that I think if there's a, a big takeaway here with satisfaction is you got to figure out what your what what it is that satisfies you and we live in a world and we've we always have lived in a world where we kind of look like you said earlier outward to find that satisfaction and you really got to look in and see what and, works for you and try different things on and then let those go that don't work for you before you know what you're going to be satisfied with and where you're going to be satisfied at in life. Yeah, we do so much of that in my program. So we literally upgrade all of our software systems into like, even like, what are your favorite this? What's your favorite that? And it was like, when was the last time you asked yourself this question? Because I will tell you, I used to have favorite things when I was younger. And then now if you were to ask me what those favorite things were, I really have to think about them because now my response, let's say it's food. I'm probably going to pick something that now my kids are more likely to eat. I'm not actually picking mine. I'm picking things that make my life easier when I serve them to other people. Like, and that's the reality. That's not me self-abandoning and all of that stuff, but like that becomes a reality for a period of time. So then it's like, oh, okay, well, if I am allowed to prioritize something, like that's why I used to start taking myself out on my own dates. 
when I, um, when me and my ex separated and he would have the kids some Friday nights, I would go after work. So I didn't feel lonely and I could like help myself adjust. I really like embrace that time to myself. I used to love Indian food and I never had a chance to go after I was pregnant because nobody in my family really liked it. And when would I ever go for dinner by myself and treat myself to a dinner out? Right. Like I just didn't do that then. So I started to go on a date night, eating the food that like I haven't gotten to eat forever. And it was my favorite choice of food that nobody else liked. And that was so pleasure filled for me. Like I made a point of like, I mean, to the point where the waitress knew me and she knew my order and it was lovely because I felt like I was welcomed there. You know, she looked forward to seeing me on Fridays. I felt good. And it was just like, I just, I took in the entire process. I made it so satisfying for me. I was meeting my own needs. There was pleasure derived in the process. So much satisfaction there. Right. And like minimal expectation, it really doesn't take much to please me these days. Right. Um, so really being so grateful for all the little things, you know what this showed up and I didn't have to prepare it. It's still warm. I didn't have to get up seven times and go get something from the counter for other people while I was eating this dish. Those are legitimate pieces of satisfaction for me in that half hour dinner I would take myself to. So when I talk about learning to appreciate the small things, those are the fucking things. Before I had kids, before I lived this life I live now, I don't think I ever would have appreciated sitting down at a restaurant for all those reasons. Nor would you have gone by yourself. Nor would I have gone by myself, never in a million years. Would you have seen me sitting there by myself? And I, I've invited one person. There was one person who has joined me, uh, a friend, because it all worked out. And she was like, she would always see a man. She's like, I really want to go with you one time. And I was like, mm, yeah, we'll have to play. <laughs> I don't want like, you to. <laughs> I'm not ready to share my time yet. I was so selective about that. Um, but yeah, it was lovely to have company. And then I was like, oh yeah, I need more connection. I need more of this, right? I do want to share these times. But yes, uh, that was a huge hurdle for me to overcome is like going and doing that and nourishing that by myself, right? A lot of people um, I know uh, who have kind of done that, like travel alone thing, going on trips by themselves. I think that's so ballsy. I haven't done it on like a larger scale, but I do it a lot by myself on weekends. I'll go to the lake by myself. I'll go do, do my own little adventures by myself. And that was just literally lack of other people to plan it with too. But it was also me just wanting to like in the moment, decide what I wanted to do without ever having to check in with somebody else about a plan, you know? So that's why I would choose to do it by myself as well. But yeah, some people do the whole like travel thing by themselves, things like that. I did that. I traveled to the United Kingdom by myself for a whole month. Wow. Back in 95. It was amazing. Um, and, and I regularly, well, pre-COVID regularly, now only once in a while. I love going to the movies by myself. Cool. Because I can go see what I want mm -hmm. when I want to see it. There's no need to make any small talk. I can sit wherever I feel like sitting. And it's just, I just, it's, I just find it such a wonderful little solo thing to do. And I did it like pre getting married and I did it while I was married. I did it with a kid. And we still do stuff like that as families too, but just, it's like, I want to go watch this movie. No one in my house gives a shit. Yeah. I'm just going to go. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I hate going to the movies. The last movie I went to was Avatar, the in, like original Avatar. That's how long it's been since I went to the movies. <laughs> That's like 13 years. Yeah, probably. Wow. I don't like. 
it's like I want to be comfortable. I want to get up and pee and not worry about tripping down a set of stairs. <laughs> oh no! And, and, and the movie going and this is off topic, but going to the movies now is a shitty experience. Like it's oh. become just everyone else there ruins it, and they're on their phones and they pack in, and no one respects the process of watching this movie anymore in my mind whenever i've gone it's it's like i go to like to the, the matinee where i know no one's going to be there because if i go to the night the seven o'clock show when everyone's there i don't have a yeah. good time uh see i'd really hate it then if it's gone downhill because i didn't really enjoy it before <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah the, yeah that's just always been something i just never enjoyed doing and i yeah i don't know interesting um okay so when we look at satisfaction then there's like other areas of our life like actually just like close your eyes everybody close your eyes um just listen to that word satisfaction and just like see how that feels in your body like for me I start to smile a little bit I actually get like a little lighter I kind of sink into my seat a little bit more I just like my heart space is just forward like I just feel very unguarded very receiving like in my in my kind of state like satisfaction. I just like that. <sighs> so just think about what satisfaction means to you and really connect with that feeling. Okay. Now just like scan your life and think about the areas of your life that connect with that feeling. And you're going to start to get a sense of like where you have some satisfaction, right? So maybe think of some people picture their faces right now. Does that sit really well in that space of how you're feeling? Or do you feel resistance to that? Does it really just kind of reject it out of that space? And just allow yourself to kind of scan your life and look at where satisfaction lies. So for you, Jason, what comes up for you as places that align that you're satisfied in right now? Uh, I think like in most cases, actually, like, you know, like the family and, and the, the work I'm doing, um, the money I'm making, which is kind of nice considering I'm completely like an entrepreneur. <laughs> it can always be something that freaks you the fuck out. Uh, I know it used to. I, I spent a lot of time taking the safe bet jobs just because I didn't like the thought of not having a steady paycheck. But it was interesting how I had to get to a place in life where it didn't matter. Um, So that, so yeah, I'd, I'd argue. I would say in, a, in most aspects of my life, I feel that, which is kind of yeah. good. I'd like to be a bit healthier you know, in terms of like, you know, eating better and a bit yeah. more regular exercise regime. Um, Cause that's easily the first thing that gets put aside because if the work comes, you do it, or I've recently injured myself, so I can't do as much exercise as usual. So getting through that, well, but otherwise pretty good. You're doing different exercise. Now you had to start doing yoga and things like that, which I actually think are really good because you have pretty aggressive means of exercising. Mm -hmm. You say, yeah. And, very, and very your body, especially through the journey you've been through in the last while, it needs gentler, more like, yeah, just flowy means of letting some of this work through. So it's interesting that you are forced to expand into that, but like, that's perfect that you recognize, like, this is an area that like, I'm less satisfied in. It's not that it's repulsed or rejected, like that feeling didn't reject, but you're just, it, it sits less in that satisfied space. So with that, you can now connect with that feeling of satisfied that you had that, that you kind of recalled there and just keep applying that to your vision of fitness, your vision of nutrition, your vision of exercise. And instead of having a goal, weight, a goal, muscle mass, a goal, flexibility, a goal, this, you can be like, I want this part of my life to feel aligned in that satisfaction realm and create, like connect it with the feeling of satisfaction. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's, no, like, a, that's like a manifesting secret, you know?
I agree. And and because we are on the Zoom still, folks, um, it's going to kick us off. So I have a pitch to Jolene. Okay. We should do a part two next week of satisfaction because there's so much more. Like we got to talk about your exercise doing that and how that comes across. So I'm going to pitch that this is now the end of part one of satisfaction. And next okay. week is part two of satisfaction. So between now and next week, that is what we want you guys to focus on is satisfaction. And we want you to start looking at where you're dissatisfied, which is typically where resentments are going to come, where impatience, impatience is going to come projection, blame. When we start blaming outwardly, we're not happy with the way things are. That person did that. We are not satisfied. So notice all of those areas. And then again, notice where things just like fit really nicely into that space of like feeling satisfied and what that then nourishes. I'm calmer. I'm more joyful. I have more pleasure. Like I'm like spinning in my seat. It just feels so much better. Right. So that's what we want you guys to focus on between now and next week. And yeah, we will part two. And you know what? We're going to intro that with the actual song next time. So be prepared for that. Yes, we'll be prepared. We will. Cause we've now thought about it. <laughs> so, so until next week, well, where we return with more satisfaction. I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.